Welcome back. You are listening to K-Drama in Room 343. I'm your host, C. Choi, a.k.a. Christina. And today, we are going to talk about episode 11 of Hwarang, The Beginning. And my voice is a little bit crazy because I am still getting over a cold. Um, I think it got worse as the weather just kind of freaked out. It's so cold now. But anyways, um, I will try to suck it up and we will talk about episode 11. I'm just gonna say it took me all the willpower I had to watch this episode because, yeah, I just was not feeling it. Usually, so previously, I guess, um, I would watch two episodes at a time. But honestly, like, after this episode, I, like, I wanted to run away. Like, I... I couldn't watch. I was like, I can't watch two episodes in a row. I just can't. I just can't. So yeah, here we go. Episode 11. <laughs> I just feel like I'm dreading watching these episodes. And I don't know, like for me, Korean dramas, they're supposed to be fun to watch. You know, like I want to be, I want to be engaged and really want to watch the next episode. But this drama, man, it's so hard. Okay, anyway, so we left off um, last episode with a very disturbing scene. Very disturbed. So Sonu, he basically, okay, like, I don't want to talk about it. So <laughs> if you want to know what happened, um, they show us in this episode, actually, like what happened in the last episode. But um, yeah, we're just going to skip that. If you are curious, you can listen to the um, previous episode. <laughs> So Aro brought him back to the infirmary, brought Sonu back to the infirmary. And um, he... Oh, okay, okay, wait, okay. Oh man, I guess I do have to talk about it. Dang it, okay. So what happened was... <laughs> Sonu faints and falls off his horse. He was like doing the training thing where like you shoot arrows while on horseback. And he falls off the horse... So Otto is like running over and she's crying and she's like basically confessing like, no, you can't die. Like, I didn't even get a chance to tell you how I really feel about you. Like, I love you. And that is why I was all like nasty towards you. He wakes up and he's like hearing all of this. She keeps like confessing because she doesn't know that he's like waking up and she's like, just don't die like this. Don't do this to me. And then he like wakes up fully and straight up just kisses her. She stops crying. She, he kind of like pulls back and then um, he like sees her and he's about to kiss her again, but then he falls. So he has another fainting spell. And this time like he brings her down with him. And I guess she brought him back to the infirmary because he's in the infirmary and all of his roommates come as well. And his Nangdu. Panyu is like, hey, why did you call me? Um, and and Suho's like, that's the problem with you. Like, our roommate could be dying and you don't even care. And Suho's like, as a joke, he's like, oh my gosh, I feel so bad for your future wife. Well, little does he know that he, you know, they might be brother-in-law. <laughs> Anyways, um, the roommates, they're worried that Sonu isn't waking up still and they eventually leave. Aro continues to like take care of him. Um, she's also like talking to herself. She's like... What if he doesn't remember like what happened between them when he wakes up? And then she's like, um, actually that's okay. Like as long as you wake up, just wake up, please. She like feels his temperature, like his forehead and says that, oh my gosh, he is so cold. 
But like, he's sweating. <laughs> I mean, does he have like chills? But usually when you have a fever, your forehead is like burning up, right? But she's like, he's, he's so cold. She like pulls up his covers and then um, she's like trying to think of ways to like warm him up. And then she decides to lie next to him to like warm him up with her body temperature. Girl, just get some more blankets. Get some more like hot water, like steam, you know, like um, those like hot towels. Like, yeah, there are so many ways that you could warm them up. Like you can get those like wet towels, like those um, hot towels. You can like put more blankets on him, put more clothes on him. Like she's just like, and she's totally enjoying this. Like she gets under the covers and she's like hugging him like super tight and like very like, she's like, it's so weird. Like. And then he like turns towards her and you can tell that he's like sweating, right? But she's like talking to herself. She's like, please wake up. And then, um, yeah, she just like continues to hug him. Oh my gosh, he is your brother. Stop it. Stop it. In the morning, uh, Suho and Yoor is now hugging Sonu, uh, like next, they're lying next to him uh, for body temperature. And Sonu like stirs awake. He's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so hot, and I'm so uncomfortable." And he like gets up and he sees that he's laying in bed with these two guys, and he's like, "How can this be?" And he's like shivering awake. He has like goosebumps and chills. Panyu and Sam were there too. They were just like watching. And Sue was like, hey, you should thank us. Like we saved your life. Uh, yeah. And Sam told Sonu that he apparently wasn't awake for four and a half days. And Sam said that he convinced Aro to go get some rest because she hasn't slept at all, like worrying about him. Sonu then goes to see Aro and she's like sleeping in a room and he watches her sleep. She wakes up and he's gone. She then goes to the infirmary, but no one is there. And she's like, oh my gosh, where did he go? Did he like, oh my gosh, <gasps> while I was awake, did he like, <gasps> oh no, there's no way. I was like, wait, what are you thinking? Like, are you thinking that he like died while you were sleeping? Like, um, she's like looking for him and she sees the Huarang's training and she sees him like training. This guy who was like unconscious for four and a half days. It's just full-on sword training with the rest of the guys. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. And so she like looks at him and they make eye contact, but he like blatantly ignores her and she's like trying to get his attention. She's like, oh my gosh, did he not see me? She keeps like waving at him, but he is just ignoring her and she gets upset. She's like, oh, why is he ignoring me? She tries to talk to him. When he was walking into the cafeteria, she kind of like pulled him aside. She's like, are you not even gonna thank me for saving your life? And Sonu just awkwardly is like, thanks. And then walks away. <laughs> I don't thinks that he doesn't remember. Um, but what I thought was that maybe, maybe Sonu freaking like finally came to his senses like oh maybe I shouldn't do that with my sister and finally realizes that he needs to like limit his interaction with her is what I am thinking. But Aro is like talking about this to her friend Suyeon. She asked Suyeon is it like possible for guys to like kiss somebody and like not remember and Suyeon's like wait are you who kissed you? <laughs> and I was like no no <laughs> yeah 
Sam stops Sonu and demands why he is being so cold to his sister. And Sonu's like, it's none of your business. And Sam's like, well, I care because, as you know, I like your sister and I am interested in her. Sam is like, so don't make her cry because I won't even forgive you, even if you are her brother or something like that. And Sam like kind of challenges him, like, hey, do you want to do me at the horse riding and the shooting thing? Let's go. And um, while they're having this like argument, Sonu's bracelet falls off, the king bracelet that he got from Sam or like that he like picked it up. Um, and they both don't even notice that it's gone, but that bracelet is then picked up later by the evil blue friend. So Sam and Sonu, they go and they duel. One of the Nangdu, they like throw the plate. It's like made out of hay. And Sonu and Sam, they shoot with an arrow. And they both pretty much tie, I think. I don't know. Like toward, It seemed like they were like arguing and like bickering, but like they're having fun. And they're like laughing. They're like, okay, yeah, I see you. Like they're, they're having fun. Sonu gets like injured because he is like a new timing. I don't know. He hasn't done this training before, I guess. And he's not used to shooting arrows. So he gets like injured or he gets like, you know, cuts on his hand. So he's like in by, they're by the creek to like um, kind of wash it off. And nearby, Pao is talking to Tanse. So Tanse is Sonu's Nangdu. And um, Pao is like, Sonu will never beat GD because GD is trained and is so much more skilled. And Tanze is like, well, Sonu just picked up this horse riding shooting arrow thing like 10 days ago and he just tied with Sam. So there was kind of like a like a hint of like like pride in our like Huarangs, I feel like, you know. Oh yeah, it was cute. Pao is like, hey, why did you choose Sonu to be your Huarang? And then Tanse counters. Um, <laughs> Tanse's like, how old are you really? <laughs> Paul's like, I'm 22. <laughs> and Paul's like, how old are you? And Tanse replies, I'm 22. <laughs> it was pretty funny. And Paul replies, he's like, well, I was born early in the year. And Tanse's like, really? I was born in January. <laughs> And Paolo is like thinking to himself, like, I was born in January too, 20 years before you did, bro. <laughs> and then he like tells Tanse, um, he's kind of like hesitant to tell, but um, he's like, hey, you can, you know, drop the formal speech. Because um, in Korean, there is formal speech and informal speech. So there, it's like a different way of conjugating um, phrases or sentences. So if you are close to somebody, um, like your friends or sometimes your parents, like you could speak to them informally. But if someone is like, you know, if, if you're just meeting somebody and it's like in a professional setting or if it's like you're talking to somebody who is much older than you, then you would always speak in formal um, speech, right? But then since they're like friends, technically, according to Powell, uh, Powell is like, hey, you can just, you know, drop the formal speech. Because at this time, even if they're, they are acquaintances, you would still speak to each other in like formal speech. Yeah. Back to Sam and Sonu. Um, Sam like sees Sonu like washing his like wounds in the water and Sam's like, man, what is wrong with you? Like, what are you hiding? Like, what's your identity? Like, why are you so persistent? Like, what are you hiding? And Sonu kind of counters and asks 
Sam, like, what are you hiding? Because you seem like you're hiding stuff as well. What's your identity? Then Sam's like, you know, I'm going to tell you a secret. And his secret is that he has never had a friend before. And then he kind of like confessed. It was so cute. He's like, and Sonu, like, I think you're my only friend right now. And Sonu just kind of like does the, <laughs> like, he just laughs. He's, and um, when Sam's like, I kind of, I think I kind of like you. And he just, Sonu is just like laughing. Sonu like pushes him into the lake. They're like, what are you saying? And they're kind of just like playing around. Powell gets up and um, is like, what the, how dare he like push uh, Sam? And then Tan is like to Powell, man, just sit down. Just let the kids play. <laughs> and Sam and Sonu, they just literally just like play like kids in the water, just like splashing each other. Yeah. Um, after they've kind of calmed down for a while, they're just like sitting and having a heart to heart talk. Sam then asks Sonu why he's being like that to Aro, and Sonu answers him saying that it's because I'm scared of myself, that's why. That doesn't make any sense. Like you're scared of her, like what you might do to her, or like how you might hurt her? What does that even mean? Anyways, okay. Aro is by the creek by herself, and she has like a bunch of laundry that she has to do. She is sitting down on the ground and she's just like thinking not doing her laundry <laughs> she's like thinking maybe he doesn't remember but then she is like but that doesn't make any sense because he was acting all like cold towards her and he d has never done that before um and then she's like why are you doing this to me like do you seriously like are it completely ignore me after you kissed me and she kicks her feet and her shoe like flies away and it just like flows down into the creek and eventually to Sonu. Sonu picks it up and walks over to her. He kind of like scolds her on like leaving her shoe ev everywhere because um, I think when they first met, like she lost her shoe. I was like, you remember that, but you don't remember that? You know, the kids. <laughs> and he puts her shoe on her foot and says that, yeah, I remember. Then she's kind of like smiling. She's all happy and she's like, then why did you ignore me? And Sonu replies, he's like, well, it's because whenever I see you, I want to hug you and run away with you. Oh, oh my gosh. I hate this couple. He's like, I want to embrace you so much and I still do, but right now, if I hug you, I think I might break you. Please hold while I go throw up. Okay, so she's at home and yeah, she's all smiling and happy. He is in like the courtyard in the academy and he's all happy. He's flashing back and um, after, you know, like he like confessed to her. She had like gave him a back hug and yeah. And like she told him that she missed him. And I wrote, oh my God, I hate this drama so much. Oh my God, I hate it. <laughs> oh, I can't with this drama. Okay, 
So she's like at home. She can't sleep. She's like kicking the covers. It's the morning the next day. He brings her flowers and he like leaves them in the infirmary, like at her office. She sees the flowers and she's all happy. She's like cleaning the office, but she keeps like looking at the flowers all like happy. Um, the Huarangs are training. They're learning sword lessons, like sword moves. And Ado like peeks, like she's like peeking in. Um, Sam sees Ado as well. But then he like also looks up and sees the princess watching. So it moves on to the princess. So the princess is talking to OF about how he needs to deal with her being there even though um, OF is clearly not happy about it. Then she's kind of like lecturing him on like what it means to be a sacred bone. Um, she's like, it means that we don't share with others because the moment it is divided, we become weak. And OF is like, wow, you're just like your mom. Not beating around the bush. And then the princess is like, to me, Huarangs are a tool. They're a tool to protect the royal family. They only exist to kill or to be killed. And she suggests a much harder training tactic. She kind of uses the words that OF had said to his teacher way back when, um, when they did like the first training with the alcohol, like how they should be able to take sides and kill each other so that they don't kill each other later or something like that. And I think... So the teacher was a spy and um, yeah, the princess was like saying all these words that he said. Then she kind of gives him this direction, like she kind of orders him saying that he needs to prepare the Huarangs well in 10 days um, because she wants to do like this sparring lesson assignment. I don't know. I don't know what she wants to do because she's like, yeah, but if possible, don't kill them. Like what? Why would he kill them? Anyways, so Sonu and Sam, they're looking for the king bracelet and Sam is like mad that he lost it. Sam is like, that bracelet was so important. How can you lose something like that? And Sonu's like, wait, why? What was that? Like, how do you know it was important? And Sam's like, oh, well, I really liked it. Like, it was totally my style and I can't believe you lost it. And Sonu's like, just go away, man. He like kicks him out and he's like, dang, I'll find it, just leave me alone. And um, when Sam is like leaving, Sonu is like, man, he's been coveting that thing for so long. Like, dang, what the heck? In the meanwhile, like the blue evil friend sees that they're looking for the bracelet and he has it. Paolo is also looking for it as well. And he is mad that Sam didn't tell him who had the bracelet in the first place, even though he knew. Um, Sam's like, well, I couldn't say that because I owe a debt to uh, Sonu. Um, like his friend died because of me. And I like Sonu. He's my friend. And plus, I'm in love with his sister. Oh my gosh! Blue Evil Friend brought the bracelet to Yong Shilgong, and Yong Shilgong is like questioning him, like, who had it? And the Blue Friend's like, I mean, it was one of the Huarangs. And then Yong Shilgong is like, yeah, but who had it? Like, whose was it? Who was carrying it? And Blue Evil Friend, he's like, it was Anjigong's son, Sonu, who had it. Yong Shilgong then figures out that um, the bracelet has the king symbol so it was like two dragons holding a ring um that's like a king's symbol or something meanwhile sam at the academy he is having a nightmare um and it's basically the queen is trying to kill Otto with an arrow like she shot an arrow and landed on Otto's heart and Otto is dying so he wakes up he's like pretty shook 
we move to the queen, and the queen is like harming herself. Like she cuts her hand in front of the royal guard. I think it was like to test his royalty. I don't know. And she's like talking to the guard. She's like, I need to do whatever it takes to continue to protect my royal line. Like I cannot lose everything because of that girl, and that girl's gonna ruin it all. And the royal guard is like, it's all right, I will kill her. And the queen is like, it's much more complicated than that. That girl, even that girl mustn't know why she is going to die. So then she calls over the princess. She basically ordered the princess to, I guess, like take care of Otto. The princess goes to see Otto and Otto is like examining her. Her, She's like feeling her pulse and all. Um, Otto tells her that, well, I'm not a really good doctor. But I can definitely tell that your kidneys are weak and that you needed a lot of healing to gather strength. And the princess is like, yeah, I'm a lot better now um, thanks to all the training that I've received. She then asks Aro to be her personal doctor. Um, Aro's kind of like, uh, but I work for the Huarangs. And princess is like, well, um, it's because the queen is so worried about me, but she'll be much more relaxed with me staying here um, if you are you know, by my side. Otto kind of like tenses up and flashes back to when the queen was about to kill her. And um, Princess kind of like notices that she's like all tense and just tells her that it's nothing. Um, it's nothing too serious or too like demanding. Just come to me whenever I tell you to. She then leaves taking Otto's silence as a yes. OF is flashing back to his talk with the princess and he's like, yeah, oh my gosh, he is exactly like a younger version of Chiso. Chiso is the queen. So the princess is the queen's daughter, and she's supposed to marry her brother, who is Sam. I'm so confused. I thought maybe they were like half siblings, but I think like at this point they're direct siblings, right? Was that even still allowed back then? Like, can you actually like, I don't think so. Wait, is she really, maybe is she not a princess? No, but if she's the queen's daughter, or it could be, okay, my theory right now is that the queen is actually from the royal line, but maybe the king wasn't. Like, she, the king was, like, like still within the royal family, but, like, like she was, the queen was, a like, a direct descent uh, to be, like, the, the, the queen, I guess, or the king, queen, and so she had to marry this guy who was next in line for the throne, I guess, to maintain her line, lineage, or whatever. So then she could have had an affair with somebody else and had the daughter, um, this princess, and then Sam is actually the king, so, you know, her son from the king before? I don't know. This family is a mess. This drama is a mess. Oh my gosh. Okay. Anyways, um, Taizo brings OF some rice snack. It's nurumji. Um, it's like basically like hard, hardened rice. Um, it's really good if it's like you sprinkle some like sugar on it and you kind of like fry it. It's really good. Anyways, yeah. And Daiso also tells OF that Princess is apparently preparing for some fight training for the Huarangs. And OF is like, oh, okay. Aro is walking and Sonu comes up to her. 
he like tries to hold her hand but like fails. Um, he just like taps her on the shoulder. He then asks her where she was that night of the ceremony, um, like that celebration. And she's like, well, I was, you know, just around. She doesn't want to tell him that she's been kidnapped for like seeing the king, you know. That's the secret because literally her life is in danger. And Son was like, yeah, but I like went everywhere looking for you. I couldn't see you. And she's like, well, maybe, you know, we just missed each other. She leaves and she sees her dad actually waiting outside um, for her and walks home with Anjigong. Anjigong is at home looking at that poison, the clear poison again, and is flashing back to what that mystery man said to him um, the previous episode. The mystery man had said that the queen is now going to kill Otto for sure. Now that like she's already failed once, she definitely will try again. Princess then goes up to the platform. This is like in the academy, like in that sanctuary or what, not sanctuary, what is that? Lecture hall, I guess. So the teacher then announces that a sparring will occur and says that it's a dangerous one. You can lose your life. And so you must fight with your life on the line. So basically like battle to the death is their third assignment. She also suggested hunting to train um, for this occasion. And so while um, the Hwarangs are being prepped by OF and the teacher in like the courtyard, um, Princess is like also up there. She's like staring at Sonu and Yoor kind of like sees that. And he's like, well, we know who she's rooting for. Meanwhile, Princess, one of her servant, lures Otto to the hunting ground, like that hunt forest where they're um, taking place and basically the servant had told Otto that the princess wasn't feeling too well and she needs to go see her right away. So the four, Suho, Panyu, Sam, and Sonu, they're in like the same group so um, they see the princess like pass by them and Suho starts like blabbing about the queen how she's like the best woman out of all the women out there and Sam is just like grossed out he's just like staring at Suho and Suho's like what and Sam's like nothing nothing he looks like traumatized because <laughs> this guy is like talking about his mom right like that's that's disgusting boundaries man boundaries so apparently it's a battle between the princess and the Hwarangs. So whoever catches a deer wins this little hunting game. So they all split up and go. Otto is just wandering around and oh yeah, so I realized, I was like, wait, so in Sam's dream, Queen was shooting an arrow to Otto to kill her. But in like real life, it was kind of like an ominous thing, like a foreboding to this moment, you know? This time it's the princess and she like actually sees Otto and she has her arrow pointed to her. Then the princess flashes back to what the queen said to her and how she needs to get rid of Otto in a place outside the city. So I think that's why she suggested hunting. Sam sees a deer and he shoots it and Sonu also sees a deer as well but he like misses. Then the princess shoots Otto. Um, but okay, but first Sonu sees Otto and he's like, what's she doing here? And then the princess shoots her, but she misses and she's like getting ready to shoot again. Then Sonu um, is like shook. Okay, I don't understand. Like Otto was just shot at, right? If you were just shot at, like wouldn't you want to run away? Like flee that area? But she like 
was just standing. Oh, I guess she was maybe frozen, maybe too scared, maybe. Um, but she's just like standing there. She's like, what just happened? She's just like standing there. And then Sonu um, gets in front of her when he realizes that another sh arrow is um, being shot. And he eventually gets shot instead. The princess, then, like, she kind of is like, pause. She's like, oh my gosh, what? What the heck? Where'd he come from? Then Sam also comes after hearing um, Otto cry. Like, Otto's like, is there anyone there? Like, no. Can somebody help? Somebody help me. Like, you know, she's like crying. Is there anyone? They're in a forest. But anyways. Yeah, so um, Sam sees that the person who shot the arrow is like running away. The princess is running away and he chases after her. He finally ca catches up to her and gets off the horse and yells at her. He basically confronts her and says that if she ever touches that girl, he will never let that go. And at first the princess is like, how dare you? Like, do you know who I am? So she doesn't know that Sam is king. So she, that's why she didn't recognize him. But I mean, like, He's your brother. Anyways, but then she like shuts up when he's like, you know, yelling and threatening her. Aro treats Sonu and Sonu is like, stop crying. He's like, it hurts me more that you are crying. Hold please, while I go throw up. One more time. This drama. Sonu flashes back to when Anjigong came to see him um, later in the night and he had warned um Sonu that Aro might be in danger so Anjigong is like please protect her. Princess is thinking about Sonu and how he jumped in front of Aro and then how Sam was like confronting her um yelling at her for attempting this. Sam then sees Sonu walk out and like walk out of the infirmary and Sam just kind of like apologizes and Sonu's like, why are you apologizing? Then suddenly an arrow out of nowhere shoots a message out into the courtyard and a huge, like a poster is like revealed. I don't know how that worked, but it works. And basically there's like this whole like poster that says that there is a king amongst the Hwarangs. All the Hwarangs who are in the courtyard sees this and they're like, what? Is this possible? And some some Hwarang is like, no, that's not possible. But some are like, yeah, it might be possible. Because I mean, like, Hwarangs are supposed to be like royal people, right? And so um, OF also sees this. He goes up to the... It was like a... What are those called? Gazebo. He like goes up and he just like rips that poster off. And then um, he's like, if this is a joke, then I will forgive you once. But if this is a malicious threat, then I will not stand for it. And like he throws the um, the half of the the scroll poster thing onto the ground. Sonu sees this up close and he realizes that the dragon symbol is on that warning poster. All the Hwarangs like leave but Sonu and Sam are frozen and Ado is also there. Ado is kind of like looking at how um, Sam is all freaked out and then it starts to rain. That is how episode 11 ends. So all in all, it was pretty intense this episode. I feel like a lot of I don't know, like the whole time I was watching this, I was like, extremely grossed out, which I didn't think that I would be grossed out um, due to the horrifying events of last episode. But yeah, I was even more horrified. Like, I didn't think it would get any worse, but 
here I am proven wrong once again. So, yeah, that is why I did not want to watch episode 12 right afterwards because I just I need a break. I need a week break from (laughs) from this drama. Um, You know, I'm starting to realize that it may not be such a bad thing that Korean dramas, they only like they don't air every day. You know, They, they air like one or two episodes per week. And I can definitely like understand why, because it's a lot. It's a lot. You need time off to like, you know, refresh your brain and stuff. Oh my gosh. I am so grossed out. I I don't know. I don't like this drama. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating if you liked this on Apple Podcast. Um, And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, that's a big important thing. Subscribe so that you will be informed of when our next episode airs. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. It's KDrama in Room 343. All right, and I will talk to you guys next week with episode 12.